Veterans Voice is a show that connects veterans and active members of the military to qualified guests who help you find programs and benefits you qualify for and discuss housing, education, career training, and other topical matters. Every show addresses issues that affect your life. Call in and share your experience. 781-837-4900. Welcome, 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 everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here on a beautiful Thursday night in Marshfield. We survived the snow. We got a little bit of rain, and... uh, we all did a minimal of sh- of shoveling around here, but... Uh, no, where's Kevin? Where'd you get? You're inland, no? We didn't get anything. Yeah, we got nothing down the middle of the world, nothing. N- no, um, no it, it was funny. I was driving around all day, and there was just nowhere around here. I kept on waiting. Oh, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Didn't now, come. It, it, it never came. We it, didn't gear up for anything, we know. Yeah, that's all right. That, that That's all right. So, uh... Welcome, everybody. Uh, here tonight, we're going to be talking uh, with uh, a good friend, Kevin Burrow. Kevin is with uh, the Vet Center. He's been on several times in the past. And, you know, this is Vietnam Veterans uh, Awareness Month. Uh, uh, I think the 29th, Kevin, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, the Awareness Day. That's correct. Yep, the 29th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we're, we're sneaking up on that. And, uh, uh, Kevin, you've uh, been uh, involved in some great Adventures with Dave Hanker lately, uh, traveling around, talking about the Pack Deck. We're going to cover that. But before we get into that, why don't you introduce yourself and a little bit of your background and, and kind of why you're doing what you're doing. And why are you here, Kevin? Uh, so I'm, to uh, annoy me. Uh, yeah. to annoy, besides annoying Wolfie, uh, I'm Kevin. Uh, Kevin Burrell. I work with the Brockton Vet Center. Uh, I'm retired from the Army, 17 years. Uh, most of my career with the 82nd Airborne Division. Uh, Couple tours over to Iraq, Afghanistan, Bosnia, uh, different bunch of different places. Uh, retired in 2009, and I've been with the Vet Center since 2016 as the outreach specialist. And uh, it's kind of something I just like to give back to. I've been a client of the Vet Center; it helped me out a and lot. What's the Vet Center all about, Kevin? So we're we're part of the VA, um, founded by Vietnam veterans. So that's a great tie-in to this month right here. Is how the Vietnam veterans started the vet centers. Yeah, uh, it started out as a grassroots organization, uh, veteran uh, Vietnam veterans in the community helping. Just a small other. amount of local veterans. Yeah, just uh, it was just different spots, uh, kind of uh, in the AA model. Uh, yeah, getting together in churches and garages and wherever they could find to get together and and uh, they used to call them rap sessions, having rap sessions, uh, just helping each other through their problems. Uh, and there was nowhere else to go. They didn't. Yeah, uh, I mean, as we all know the. Vietnam veterans weren't treated very well when they first came back, um, so they kind of were shunned from different places. So they they did what a lot of people do is help help themselves. Yep, our brother Justin that's away on vacation this week. He talks uh, that uh, how disappointed they were that the that the veterans before them kind of shunned the Vietnam vets. Yeah, and it's um, it's funny. I think I was talking to Justin about that. One of the first uh, when I first came back from. Uh, I think it was Afghanistan, and I, I got wounded in Afghanistan, and I was on convalescent leave, and I saw a bumper sticker on a Vietnam veteran's truck, and it said, uh, never shall one generation of veterans let down another generation of veterans. And mm-hmm. so I found that gentleman, you yeah. know, shook his hand, and, uh, you know, if, I tell everybody all the time, if it wasn't for the Vietnam veterans and the way they fought for everything, uh, all, mm-hmm. their, all their services and their rights, the guys like me and my generation, we wouldn't have what we have now, sure. which is the outstanding care that we get at the VA and stuff. So, Kevin, you're happy with the with the VA care? I've been very extremely happy with it. Um, I, I have my re- insurance for my retirement from the uh, from uh, the Army, and I don't even use it. I, I think I've been to the doctor once or twice in all these years. Uh, I use the VA exclusively. Well, we seem to be blessed in this area that uh, the VA is not only the VA, but it's a little bit of Mass General, a little right. bit of Dana-Farber, and, yeah. you know, and, and it seems like they've created a network that d- didn't exist in the rest of the country. Yeah, we, we, we are very blessed here. We do have a great um, mix of doctors that come from all these great, you know, world's best hospitals. Um, and they're, you know, a lot of them are working at the VA, working at Mass General, working, uh, teaching at Harvard, you know, sure. what, whatever it may be, you know. Yep, yep. Well, it's, uh, it, it's, 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 once again, I'll just say I'm surprised that the other, that the, the Vietnam vets, 
weren't welcomed by the other vets. I understand that the country was at war and war with itself and blah, 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 blah. But the other vets. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand that either. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure it wasn't all of them. I'm just sure some of it, it's the, you know, you can do one one thing good a hundred times, but one thing bad, that's what sticks out. You know? Yep, yep, so. yep, yep. You know, when Kevin was just saying something, it reminded me of Dad. You heard me say a million times that, that Dad said he had an all-expense-paid government vacation from Normandy to Germany. And he wouldn't go to the vet either. And you just said something that triggered it. And my mother, when she was still, you know, they're, they're both long gone, made him go to the VA. He was pissed. It was the first time ever that he went. And he came back and said it was the nicest people. You know, it had to be the Vietnam guys yep. paved the way for it. Yep. He wasn't going to go. My mother dragged him down there. And then he, he couldn't stop talking about how nice they were, what good care they gave him. So that Vietnam vets helped the World War II guys. They, it, what you just said it made me think they yeah. wouldn't go the World War II guys first of all wouldn't even talk about the war no let alone thank no. some other veteran that was out and and um, that changed this whole outlook so the Vietnam guys changed it for the World War II guys yeah you know a lot of the biggest problems that we see and you know not knowing your father but a lot of these guys were really proud and they felt like they were taken away from other veterans um, if I'm using yes. the services as, there's somebody worse off than me out yeah. there yeah. which is actually totally uh, the more veterans we can get in there, the more funding we get from Congress, the more veterans we can help. So even if you only go in once a year for your primary care manager and everything else is great, that's funding that can help other veterans that do need that care more. So, Boy, and, the, and with the, today's prescription costs, yeah, eyeglasses, hearing aids, I mean, so many of the right. basics that, that, that folks, I don't know, pride, like, like you said, it's pride and all, somebody needs it more. Not going to take it away from another another vet because I'm not that bad, you know. So it's uh, it, it's something that we've seen. We've heard it on the radio here. We hear it a thousand times a day. And boy, if anyone's like that, that was Dad and his crew. Boy, were they hard headed, little bullheaded. Yeah. His grandpa Chester would say, "We're all little bullheaded." They were not taking it for someone else. They were not going. They weren't saying anything. Yeah, they weren't doing it. But but nobody else spoke of anything, and I think the Vietnam vets finally spoke about the war. And we saw the war. We saw it every night, almost live. Right, yeah. Huntley Brinkley. Oh, it was brutal. Gino, you remember? I do remember. And and you'd see the newsreels all the time. And in some cases, people would would see their own children, whether alive or dead, before they would even get the news. Yeah. Uh, But the other thing I want to mention is, in addition to the everything we've talked about, about why people might not go for the benefits, uh, men weren't allowed to show as much emotion then, and I think a lot of men preceding Vietnam felt as though it, there wasn't enough machismo if they came forward and asked for help. There wasn't the sensitivity there is now. We weren't allowed to talk about our emotions. Certainly, we weren't allowed to talk about, you know, mental health issues or if you're hurting. And I, and I think that that's another reason why a lot of folks didn't go for benefits because they feel as though they're admitting defeat. They were just shell shocked. They were, they called it shell shocked. Yeah. Right? They were shell shocked. Yeah, and then they called it battle fatigue. Yeah, and it's all the same. It's PTSD, and it's they called it something different, and it wasn't addressed very often. And no. part of why, like I say, I think is because you know there was almost a shame attributed to having these feelings uh, that, because you were a warrior. And that definitely brings us back back around to uh, you know what the vet center does and. Uh, trying to end the stigma for mental health counseling because that's what we're all that's what we do as a mental health counselor. Yes. And what a great caller we have on now. One of my dearest friends uh, that I met many years ago at UMass Boston, uh, a, a great uh, a friend uh, of uh, of every veteran out there, Mike Cunningham. Mike, are you out there, buddy? Big Mike, that's so good. Hi, Greg. How are you? Oh, you sound great, Mike. I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Okay, Craig, I just wanted to call. And, uh, I hear you talking about the vet centers. I've been going to the Boston Vet Center for almost 30 years now, and it's, it's, it's the, greatest thing, uh, the greatest thing for the vet- veterans, all veterans. So if, if there's a veteran listening and, and, and you know, needing help or anything, it's, whether it's the Brockton Vet Center or the Boston Vet Center, uh, they, they should go there, and uh, they'll, they'll be happy that they did. Mike, that's a great testimonial because you've uh, you've been there, you've done that, and uh, you know uh, you and I have been together since our days at UMass Boston, and uh, you've you've been a tremendous inspiration to me and everybody here on the show, and uh, you know you you uh, have really 
helped us, you know, to help, I think, the other Vietnam vets out there that uh, that you address and uh, that, that you've helped just by being who you are and what you do. Yeah, no, the, the vet, vet centers are great, and, and the VA hospitals, West Roxbury, Jamaica Plain, Brockton, uh, they're, they're all, you know, they, they, they care about the veterans. It's not like it used to be years and years ago, but uh, it's it's just a such a friendly atmosphere. You, you can let your guard down when you go into either the vet center or the VA hospital. So uh, I, I, would str- I would strongly encourage any veteran you know, to take advantage of it. Mike, that was an interesting statement you just said. said you can let your guard down. Right. That's the first time that anybody's ever said that on the show here. But, but you know, how how true is that? Kevin, what do you what do you think about that? Uh, well, that's probably one of the things that, uh, especially at the vet centers, we pride ourselves on. We're, we're not on the campuses, uh, which, again, the VAs are great. And, and I just like Mike just said, you can let your guard down in there and you can be comfortable. But uh, the vet centers, I think, are another step up. It's it's a, it's more grassroots home. It's more like being at home. You know, it's comfortable. It's not the white walls of the hospital. It's a warmer environment. Um, you know, more engaged. More casual. Yeah, very casual. Very casual. Uh, you know, TV on in the in the waiting room and just magazines and books and stuff everywhere. And you know, you can you can hear people talking and having a good time in there. It's just it's you know. It, we get some of the best groups coming in. There's, uh, I love the Vietnam groups. I go into the Vietnam veteran groups, and they're always bringing donuts and coffee, and, and uh, you know, just sitting around and having, you know, talking about stuff. It, some of it's not even talking about, um, you know, therapeutic stuff. It's just talking about talking their days. about stuff. Stuff. Yeah, that's Mike. It. It's like your group. That uh, are you still getting together with your Friday afternoon uh, luncheon in Dorchester? Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're always in. You know, I, I, I'm still in the group therapy and out of Boston, and, and we we have some of the nicest counselors. And you know, it's that we say it's like the squad mentality. The, you know, it's a, you're back in your squad in, in in Vietnam and everything. You know, it's just it, it's home. It's their home atmosphere. And like like I say, it's. A, a, you you can you're not on God you're not on God anymore. You can just relax and you know all your defenses go down because you know you're at home. So it's I I would really strongly encourage anyone that's you know needing any kind of a help to get to the vet center because you you won't regret it. Well, Mikey, I can't uh, speak enough about uh, what a what a what a great friend uh, you've been to the veterans, but. Uh, have you got uh, made any more progress uh, with your uh, uh, hunt for uh, Sergeant Oxy? No, it's it's uh, uh, that 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 got hurt real bad by COVID because yep. uh, we we couldn't go back to Vietnam. Uh, but it's 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 still an active case, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, I'm going to be able to go back again. And and uh, continue the hunt, uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. Well, because I got somebody that wants to meet with you. Uh, he's a World War One expert, and uh, I told him about your uh, exploits and what he's been able to do. They've uh, gone back and uh, secured, I think, about twenty sets of remains uh, from World well, War Two. Wow, well, and that's good. And I told him what you would, were up to, and he said, "Boy." I'd like to get together, so Mike, uh, we're going to have you on and put you on together uh, uh, sometime, yeah. maybe uh, in the coming months, if you're if you're up to coming in. Yeah, absolutely, Greg. Uh, okay, Greg, I won't take up all the time. I just wanted to say hi and, and, and to tell everyone about the vet centers, and, and I strongly encourage they go there. But I, I just wanted to say hi to you. I was listening to the program. Thanks, thanks, Mikey. Thanks for everything. Hey, Mikey, you know we're uh, we're on national now on Reach Across America. Right, right. No, I know you. Yeah, to thank you, Greg, for everything you're doing. You and Wolfie and everyone. Uh, I really appreciate it. Well, you know, we, we, we should. We, if we could do twice as much, we would, Mike. Uh, especially right. with people like you spurring us on. Uh, there's, uh, you know, we, we we'll just keep on going, brother, until we uh, 
And until we keep going, that's all we can do, Mike. Mikey, yeah, between you yeah. and Kevin, you're knocking the show out. We got we have no new customers to take care of if you take care of everyone, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's all right. I'll we should be out of business. I, I won't take I won't take up all the time, but thanks everybody. Thanks and, and I'll I'll be talking to you guys. So, sounds great, Mikey. Thanks so much for taking the time to call in. Thank you, okay. buddy. All the all the best. Take care. Yeah. Thank you. Boy, that was um, Mike Mike Cunningham. Solid. So, That's the word. Solid. You know, uh, no baloney. No, he's he written. Can actually, he can actually count and read. Oh, I have yeah. a few friends that can count he, and read. He, he written, written five books. Oh, well. Um, uh, Insightful. Yep. One, one on uh, walk called Walking Point when he was uh, uh, on the Laos border uh, in mm-hmm. Vietnam uh, back in the late 60s, just after, and during maybe the Tet Offensive, or just afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he went on to write, write a couple of books, but he talks about how cathartic a process it was for him to take all his thoughts and t- took him 25 years to write his his first book yeah. and he kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and then he wrote it down and he stopped thinking about it yeah it's amazing how that works you know, he, you know yeah. a couple of a, a month or so ago um, Kevin I had a semi breakdown on the show it was when the, the Cohasset Poor lady got killed. The the three kids in Duxbury got killed. I was at a memorial for a Hingham, 31-year-old Hingham Marine that took his life last mm-hmm. July. Then there was another one the same week. Yep. And I, I just, well, I was just batted. And I, and I just, you know, wanted to tell everybody how bad I felt thinking that, Maybe somebody else might feel as bad as I did. Right. You, you know, but the next day I felt better, Kevin. You know, so maybe somebody comes in to see you or talk to any one of the great counselors at the vet center, mm. spend five minutes and go home and sleep. Yeah, you know, uh, and, and I think one of the things like Mike brought up is the groups. Some of the groups that we've had, they've been going on 30 years. Really? Uh, some of really? Them. Uh, yes, and some of these guys have been getting together, guys, girls. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we have an eclectic amount of groups. It's not just uh, therapy groups. We have the Vietnam groups. We have we have uh, first responder police officer groups, Iraq, yeah. Afghanistan. But uh, I'll tell you one of the great ones that we have, and I'm going to give it a shameless plug here. It's our We have a beekeeping group. Excellent. So, so we have one of our counselors, Curtis is his name, and hopefully he's listening, uh, but they have bees at the Brockton VA campus. Do they? And he's actually recruiting uh, veterans to come into the beekeeping group. Wow. So if we have any veterans out wow. there that you know may be eligible for the vet center and maybe want to get into a beekeeping group, very relaxing, start to finish. They're starting in the next month, and it's all the way through to processing the honey. Wow. And, uh, wow. So it's, it's, a great, it's, a, it's a great group. Um, I, I'm a great benefactor of some of the honey from the group, so it's a great mm. group, but it's... Uh, if they call our vet center at 508-580-2730, they can uh, ask for some information about the beekeeping group, or they can look it up on vetcenter.va.gov. And you know, honey is a superfood. It is. And do they sell this? They, you know, they, no, they can't. No, they use it. They collect it. They give it out back to the veterans. Um, then they donate some to uh, a veteran organization. So it's going to good yeah, use. Anyway. It all goes to good use. Yeah. And you know, when you keep bees. Again, uh, so the number again is 508 580 Two seven three zero, and if they call, they can ask for me or Curtis, and uh, that would get them into get them some information on that group. And you know, if you keep bees, you can also collect the royal jelly. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a white paste. It's what they give the queen. Is why she's so much bigger than the rest of them. Uh, okay. It is the highest density of nutrients of any naturally occurring product man has ever found. Hmm. And weightlifters like it. And wow. It tastes delicious. It just tastes like even better honey. It's well, like if you put, put it, it on in toast. his hair. He, well, you he can see right away. Look. That's, how, yeah, that's, that's how he looks. Uh, yes. As, 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 uh, as, as, as a Fabio wannabe should the look. The honeybee that he is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the honeybee. Larry, why don't we take our first break here, and uh, we'll come back after these messages for, sh- for Chapter 2 of tonight's uh, show. It looks like I get stung a few times. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, what are you laughing about? No, no, no. We, uh, we're not here to judge, Wolfie. We're not, we're not here to judge. We, leave, we let you in every week, brother. All right, Larry, why don't you take us away, and we'll uh, be back after these messages. 
Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here as we're uh, getting ready to, to delve into the PACT Act, which is, uh, boy, an extremely uh, uh, important uh, program that's uh, recently been uh, endorsed and approved by the U.S. government. But before we get into that, Wolfie, you've got uh, uh, some, uh, uh, some, some, a story to tell. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a Tony, it's not an Emmy, it's a Vetti. And it's time to honor one of our good friends, David Irwin, and he's our age. And I say, well, this is just for old people, and Irwin's not old. Why the hell is he getting it? <laughs> Honest to God, I wasn't going to give it to him. He says, he's old as you. I said, that's not old. So by process of elimination, we're going to give it to David. No, he's actually done a lot of good stuff. He does. Yeah, he really did a lot. He's still doing a lot of good stuff. Um, he started out with the JCs way back. That's when we first started taking care of the kids and raising money. And he coached softball um, with the kids. His daughters were good and stuff. He had to do it. His daughters were better than he was. It made him look bad. And then he was on the light board for a long time. That's why we had all those blackouts. That was David. Yeah. But he never let it go out during a Patriot game or a Bruin game. So we want to thank him for that. Thank you, David. And um, so now he's doing a lot with the Council on Aging. He's on the Veteran Council. He's on the War Memorial Council. The Howl War Memorial. He's, from, he's the a Howl boy. Howl boy. Yeah. So no one else would take him. I think he was out of Braintree. They ran him right out of Braintree. Yeah. Howl took him right in. So he was a Vietnam guy. And um, How, is he, He's feeling okay? Yeah, he's good. For a yeah. Howl guy, he's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for a Vietnam uh, guy, he's good. Yeah, he's fantastic for a Vietnam guy. Yeah, he's good. solid. David's solid. He keeps Jimmy, Jimmy, and uh, Richmond and I on the straight line. I screw up, I get a little text. Yeah. Really, Wolfie? Yeah. <laughs> you think so? That's all, all you need to say. I just see his name on the thing and go, I blew that. That's all you need to say. <laughs> keeps me straight and narrow. So he's really helped with the veteran coffee and how he he helped set that up. He's all down the at time. the Goon Squad. He's part of the Goon Squad. Yeah, he comes here every every second Thursday. He comes here. He's a a few too many cookies, but other than that, he's okay. It's all right. He ate your donuts, Greg. He did. He I did. had zero donuts last week. <laughs> yeah, that was Irwin. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. I think he came down. Was it David came down? He picked up one of his buddies. He was here like at 9 o'clock in the morning. The whole trailer was unloaded by 10 o'clock. It's unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Unbelievable. It really is. So we really have to hear it at uh, Veteran Voice Radio. And Kevin has to clap too. All right, he's gonna. Kevin's gonna clap so hard the ta- the tattoos are gonna fall right off his arms. So we have to really thank David for really being a terrific guy and a very terrific good. friend. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. Thank you very much. God thank damn you. Damn it! One of your tattoos stained my pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, David's really solid. Good, kid. good, great. good, good job, Wolfie. Good job. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk just briefly about another David that we know, Dave Hankey. Dave Hankey was. Uh, uh, instrumental over the last couple of months about doing uh, a, a, a town hall sort of meeting uh, with uh, with our good buddy Kevin. And uh, what was the what was the whole premise of your of your speaking tour? Uh, so we just went around to a couple of different um, VFWs, um, legions, just different areas that would that would basically have us. Yeah. Uh, and the town VSOs were also very instrumental in doing this too. So. A lot of the town VSOs got together in the area uh, and helped put it on. Uh, and David and I would just go um, with a slideshow going over all the new stuff that's involved with the PACT Act. Uh, the but, PACT Act. And, and what is the PACT Act all about? It's basically it's new presumptive conditions that guarantee VA health care uh, and can also be guaranteed disability. Presumptive conditions. Yes, which means that if you served in Vietnam, if you served in whatever theater that we're talking about, it covers Vietnam, Desert Storm, and um, Iraq, Afghanistan. Um, so there's certain conditions that if you come down with that condition, you served in that area, it's automatic. Um, I, most people know who filed a claim. Sometimes it's hard to connect that. You know, my knee that hurts now, 20 years later, is a result from my service. Uh, unless you have something in your medical records saying you went to the doctor while you were in. Uh, it's not impossible, but it's harder. The presumptive condition states that if I come down with this condition and I served in this it area... It could be diabetes. 
cancer, they, high blood pressure. Yeah, there's tons of Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Yeah, Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of uh, respiratory and gastrointestinal ones for the Iraq Afghanistan guys. There's just a whole a whole gamut of stuff. Well, COPD is probably in there. Uh, yeah, it's it's all kinds of different ones because it's, yeah, it's all breathing yeah. stuff. You know, the the other day I was at uh, the Brent American Legion. Uh, Vinny Fontaine, the VSO, uh, invited me to come down along. John Pelos from ESGR asked me to come in and speak to the guys a little bit and the girls, and which I did, and mentioned the PACT Act and mentioned all that, you know, to, to all the people there. And one of the guys came up afterwards to me and uh, mentioned that he uh, was uh, around the oil fires. Oh, yeah. And I said... Uh, uh, I, he said, Can, "Do you mind if I show you a picture?" And it was this. He, and he was—he's a little bit senior now. I mean, the guy's like in the, in his seventies or so. But it was a handsome, handsome young kid, close up, and in the background was this black, acrid smoke that mm. was two hundred feet in the air. And I said, I, "Is that what would happen frequently?" He said only every night. All the time. Yeah. They burn everything. E- everything. And he no, said... This, was, this wasn't the, the pits. This was... Oh, this was the oil fire. This was the oil fire. This was Both. And, and yeah. Aza, who all passed It's all poison to breathe in. Yeah. When they came home, their blood was absolutely boiling, and that pack act was a little late for them, I'll tell you that. And the VA told them, you know, you must not eat enough spinach or something. They would sure. not deal with it. They're not reacting right. to it. You know, preconditioned, that kind of stuff. BS. Poor Aza passed away. My cousin Aza passed away. And McGinnis, is, we love him. He's such a mess from all that stuff. But they, now you could go in there. When he came in there, they, would, they wouldn't even let him walk through the front door. Yeah, they used that to call it uh, transportation. Gulf, they used to call it Gulf War Syndrome. Yeah. That's what they first started calling it. And, uh, and I'll tell you, one of the... Biggest benefits, I mean, obviously people are getting disability compensation. They already have the conditions, but even, I think more important is a lot of these there's registries out there now. Uh, you can click on it, fill out some information in the registry. You may not have anything wrong with you, but if you were already, if you were in that area, you get on these registries, and now we can track the health care over time. Even if you feel healthy. Even if you're 100% healthy, you don't, you don't have anything. I, I, I'm on the Iraq-Afghanistan burn pit registry. I felt totally fine. I didn't yep. have anything. Uh, they brought me in. This was three, four, five years ago. I don't know. Time flies. Uh, did an exam, full exam over at the Brockton VA. Uh, looked into my nose and found scarring in my nose that they attribute to the burn pits. Mm. I don't have anything going on with it. So yeah. They're just watching it. They're just watching it. But at least now that's something they can catch. If, so, if it's it, on record. Too. Yeah. And if something gets worse, and yep. then we can we can do something faster with it. So. You know, it's it's like getting your colonoscopy. You know, let's catch stuff before it gets too bad. So let's get on these registries. And it's not just uh, the burn pits. There's uh, deplete, depleted uranium. There's a radiation one. There's uh, a couple different obscure ones I didn't, I never knew about. There's a uh, embedded fragments one. Jeez. So, so there's a registry for people with who have embedded fragments in, of shrapnel. Shrapnel, you know, could have dirt. You could have dirt from yeah, a lot of the IED blasts. Sure. You know? So there's a lot of. Uh, you know, if you have any embedded fragments in you, they they want to track that to make sure that the body doesn't reject it or something. You know, I'm not an expert; I'm not a doctor. But, yeah. You know, just to track it. You yeah. Know, it doesn't mean, embedded fragments does not sound good. No. Right. I, yeah. No. No. There's nothing good about it. Uh, uh, about that. For. No. Yeah. No. 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 They didn't give you extra yeah. pay for that either. It, yeah, it, no. They didn't. It was in the fine print of the contract. <laughs> it that, was. You, you must not have seen it. You were. You you were too happy to be signing up, Kevin. Yeah, too busy you jumping in. out of airplanes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, that's that that's something. But uh, are you um, seeing that 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 the the amount of vets now taking advantage of the services are, are going up a little bit? With the seems like the VA is putting a lot of awareness out there. There's been a big influx. Um, I know a lot of people that work with the Veteran Benefits Administration. They're hiring like crazy. They're getting more people on board to process this stuff. Uh, even in my vet center, I, I've been making the rounds to all the groups at the vet centers and giving them their own little individual briefings like the like the one you were at that we yep. talked to everybody uh, and just getting them going on stuff. It, you know, it, have you done this yet? Are, are you in this? You know, trying to give them that push. Let's get in on this. Let's, let's work on this. And uh, we're finding a lot of the Vietnam vets are coming back with stuff they were denied for years ago that they said not service-connected, not yep. related. Now they're saying, okay, that's that's uh, service-connected and related to that now, which is a big one for the Vietnam veterans is hypertension. 
that's a new one under the PACT Act that's a presumptive for Agent Orange. Uh, so if, if wow, uh, wow, yeah, that's yeah, big. I didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the new ones that just came out. Uh, hypertension, high blood pressure. Sure. Um, so if if you're a veteran, Vietnam veteran with hypertension, you maybe you want to go back. And we were actually talking about it last night, and uh, a couple of the VSOs were speaking about it that. Thinking back to some of these veterans, uh, Vietnam vets that have passed away 10, 15 years ago that might have had conditions that they passed away from that are now related. So if they if they have a surviving spouse, they may still be able to get benefits. We're having two wonderful Gold Star uh, uh, wives in next week that, that both lost their Vietnam veteran husbands, one in 215, mm. and the other one passed away, I think, in 216 or 217. They both died lengthy, painful. Mm. They had problems directly related, obviously, to to Agent Orange, uh, yeah. and it just was it was it was it was it was def- difficult for them to go through. But what they tr- when they came on the show, it was I, I think important for other Vietnam widows to take a look at their advantage because they're now eligible for an annuity of $1,500 twice a year, if I'm not mistaken. It was 1000 I think it's just getting bumped up to 1500 I don't think it's got there yet. It's in the works. It's, it's in the it, works? It's still $1,000 every single, $2,000 a year. Yeah. Uh, but it's, there, it's in the works. They were talking about that last night. It's in the legislature somewhere to get it up bumped to 3000 Yes. And, and is that not retroactive? Uh, I'm, that's a state benefit, so I don't want to speak without knowing. Okay, 100%. yeah, no problem. Yeah. I, I think it is. We had some state people from the DVS on mm. uh, that, that that were talking about it, uh, but it's a ter- it's a terribly underused benefit. Yeah, and, and you know, there's obviously certain criteria to it. Um, and we, when we have our veterans at our vet center that become 100, percent you know, we we help them process the paperwork for that. Uh, it, it's really not, they've streamlined it, and it's really easy now. Yeah. Uh, all those guys up there that work up at that uh, department up there are great to work with. Uh, really fast, re- very responsive. All schooled? Yeah, they're good. They're, I haven't, I, I had a, we had a veteran in my vet center that had a problem with his. Uh, he stopped getting it for a while. wasn't the DVS's fault, um, but they squared it away, gave him his back pay, and he had the money in his account within a week. Wow. So, it, yeah, they're, they're great. Uh, not, nothing but, you know, thumbs up for those guys. Up there. So there's some real help out there. Yeah. You know, and like, and I, we don't, we, we're not, at the vet centers, I can't file claims. I can't do that stuff. Yeah. But I have a great network of um, people that can help with that, with the pack sure. stuff. You know, there's some stuff we can do. We can point them in the right direction. But again, the, their town VSOs, that's a, that's a, a great resource. Sure. Sure, um, no uh, question. And if you don't know where your town VSO is, just look on your town, get your town hall. You'll find out there ninety percent of them, and I'm that's an arbitrary yep. number. I just pulled it's, out. It's, with, you're pretty close. Ninety percent of them are in town halls or yep. in the senior centers in the yep. towns. So that's where most of them are yep. found. Yep, yep, And you know, one of the big things I think that I want to relate to all the a, a lot of veterans out there that they may have been not denied the uh, uh, benefits because they earn too much money. Well, the PACT Act, you want to explain that so maybe do a better job than I would about about what, what that means to those type of veterans now? Yeah, the PACT Act basically guarantees health care. If you were on, again, fall into those categories of the PACT Act, you're guaranteed health care. Even if you were declined before because you, you made too much money. Correct, yeah. And, and you know, we and they talk about it all the time. And, and again, that's not my expertise, but as David was talking about the other night um, at the event, that... Once you receive a service-connected disability, you could make a million dollars a year. Now you're in. You're in the you're VA. In. You're, it doesn't even have to be PACT Act. It can yeah. be anything. Now you're in. You're, you're, now you have access to all that health care, and, and like we talked about, that world-class health care. So, and Kevin, I, I hear some things about tinnitus. What is going on? It, it, I heard some stories that they may not be honoring vets with tinnitus anymore. That they may may not be granted a disability anymore for for tinnitus. Well, I, I actually I haven't heard that, Greg. I'll have to look into that. Uh, I know it's a it's it's historically been a ten percent rating. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and and it's it's kind of funny is is the uh, hearing 
hearing loss is almost extremely hard to get service connected. Um, you have to have some very serious hearing loss to become service connected. But you can get 10% for tinnitus, which then would qualify you for hearing aids if you need your hearing aids later on. Uh, so I, one thing opens a door to another. Yeah, that's exactly it. it. It's Once you're in that door, you get in that little tight door, and it opens it up to a big, huge room of all kinds yeah, of possibilities. I, I worked with a great young lady, a, a nurse, Mary Beth O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. uh, at, at UMass Boston a while ago. She was a Navy vet, and uh, that was her cause. And, and she saw so much of it. And they weren't getting treatments, I don't think, 15, 20 years ago. You know, there were some problems. She was really a, 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 a real champion for that uh, for that problem. Uh, but with the amount of explosions you go through, both in the battlefield and in training. Right, right. I mean, the training can be as, as noisy as being in, in, in the soup sometimes. Right. Um, so it's it's if you could find out something because I think a lot of vets suffer from that. I'll, yeah, I'm going to look at it, and, and and I'll tell you the tinnitus comes in a lot of different ways. Um, I, Greg, I think you're aware I was in an IED blast. I I was wounded, and uh, I got tinnitus out of it. But tinnitus comes. Most people think of the whistling in the ears or the ringing in the ears. Well, mine sounded like uh, if you took a packing peanut and rubbed it on a window, that squeaking noise it makes, oh and, and it, it was in the back of my head. I, well, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. I was freaking out, thinking my brain's leaking out of my head or something. I ran really? to the doctor, and they said, no, that's just tinnitus. And I said, wow. I, said, I, I was happy that it wasn't, that, you know, one thing. But, yeah, wow. So, and, uh, yeah, so it was the tinnitus. It just it manifests in different ways, too. Some people may not even realize they have it. But the, as far as I knew as of recently, they were still granting service connection for tinnitus. Um, I'll, but I'll definitely look into if, that. If, if you could, that'd, that'd be great. We'll, yeah. we'll pass that on. But at this point, Larry, why don't we take our second break? Uh, we'll be back to talk to Kevin and uh, find out a little bit with Wolfie about upcoming events and things going on. And uh, uh, we'll be talking about next week's uh, show and uh, uh, our nine-year anniversary program coming up the middle of April. So uh, look out. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're being blessed with another year on the radio. So... Kevin, take it away, buddy, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. Radio here with Kevin Barrow uh, of the uh, uh, vet centers that uh, do such great work with uh, uh, any any veteran. Uh, uh, Kevin, and, and from what I understand, any vet, regardless of paper, can come in and talk to somebody? So we do have certain eligibilities, Greg, that, uh, you know, our, the vet centers were started out as helping Vietnam combat veterans. That's in combat veterans, and I use that word loosely, anybody that's served overseas in a hostile fire zone, uh, anybody that's a survivor of a military sexual trauma. Um, and we have we have a bunch of other stuff too, reservists and guardsmen, which is a new one that experienced trauma while drilling, Coast Guard uh, personnel that are drug and addiction teams, people activated for uh, natural disasters. I use disasters. I use the example of Hurricane Katrina. Um, but uh, on the other side of that, there's also a lot of veterans that received. You know, the common word is bad paper discharges. Could be other than honorable, um, bad conduct. All those different discharges. Um, and they're not eligible for VA services because of those discharges. All those veterans are um, eligible for mental, mental health counseling with us. We don't. We take the perspective that most of the time it's probably because of their combat service yep. that led to the other things, whether sure. it was drug use, domestic violence, OUIs. And, and was there not enough question and answers going on in that period of time? But it probably wasn't 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I can't speak. I wasn't there. But uh, I think it's just a lot of, you know, being in the Army as long as I was, somebody does something not so smart, it reflects poorly on the unit, and they just want to get rid of you. Um, so they, I, I think they've fixed that now. I think that the military's not doing that. And the military's actually going back. Uh, the whole Department of Defense is going back and looking at a lot of those discharges and offering upgrades because they, they can see the pattern two to three trips to Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, come back, OUI, yeah. uh, you know, get a court-martial, kicked out of the military. Well, that's a pretty good correlation that that person probably has PTSD. 
and that's you know maybe they were self-medicating uh you know the stigma was there they didn't want to go to see sure. mental health counseling because if you're in a you know say you're a pilot you, now you're taking off flight duty you know if you're an infantry guy now you can't uh carry a weapon anymore uh, if it's that bad yeah you know, if you're just yeah. receiving counseling that's the stigma that goes on people think that's going to happen um it doesn't that's not necessarily always that way so we we any any veteran with any paper that qualifies as eligible for the vet center they're uh, eligible we'll we'll see them so don't hesitate don't don't hesitate if you think you want to talk just go in and talk you know at the end of the day greg too we do get a lot of veterans not a lot but we get veterans that come in that are not eligible for our services we still don't just show them the door yeah uh we we do what we call humanitarian we can still see the veteran up to five um, times, I think it's it's at the discretion of my director, and she's really good with that. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to find the place that they need to be at. Uh, we do the warm handoff, you know. Maybe maybe they don't qualify for the uh, for us, but they can. We can get them into the VA. We can see them a little bit until they can get an appointment. Kevin, how about if somebody out there has a friend that's a vet that might. That, that say I'm I'm looking at Wolfie. I think, gee, Wolfie, you know, you might need a little help. I don't want to really want to talk to Wolfie about it. Could I come in and talk to somebody about a friend of mine and maybe see about getting them them some help indirectly or through you? Or, you know, if you if you see something, say something. If I'm willing to talk to anybody that comes through the door, and if they want to talk about a veteran, I'll take the time to spend with that person to figure out what we need to do. Um, Could be a parent, a cousin, a relative, a friend. I've had all of those. Have you? We've had them all. We've had them all. I'm concerned about my whoever it may be. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we'll reach out to them. You know, you you can't make them do it. You can't make them come in. Um, if they're and then I also tell people if the person is that bad, if they're having thoughts of that of suicidal nature, then it's you know we don't even call us nine one one. Yeah. Nine one one. Get them the help. Make sure they're safe. Yeah. That's yeah. the first step. Make sure they're safe. Yeah. You have to stabilize them before you can help anything else. That was that was the first thing that happened that we were aware of with the Vietnam crew. They took a tough kid. Half the kids would go to jail or go in the service. Back trained then. them to be tough. Put them in a tough situation. No no handoff. Leaves the service. Comes home and screws up. What do you think is going to happen? And they throw him out of the service so we don't have to take care of him. And then they can't figure out where all these homeless people came from and the mm-hmm. drunks. All our friends are getting killed drunk in the drive and they come through the worst disasters. So they were not taken care of in those days. This is just recently that they're starting to look back and they really, what you said was encouraging to everyone. Anyone that came out with had some of that post-traumatic stress, whatever you call it, they need to relook in that. Why do you think the kid screwed up when right. he came home? What do you think caused that? Not hard to figure out. It is hard to figure out, evidently, because we're not doing it. Yeah, and they're getting better with it. Um, and and it, it's when you said that, Wolf, you kind of brought up with me. So the vet centers, the VA has its arms. That they have the cemeteries. You have VBA, healthcare, and us. Is, it's we're technically called RCS, Readjustment Counseling Services. And the Readjustment Counseling Services is back from the our heyday with the Vietnam veterans when we started in '79. 1979, it was, it's readjustment counseling. It's helping people reintegrate back into society. Because, again, the military, uh, we used to use the term that the, they get in the car, turn the key, drive the heck out of it, beat, beat it down, and then throw the keys to the next guy. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then until the car breaks down, and then you're out of the, you know, you're out of the military. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that's where we would come in and, hey, let's, let's help you readjust back into society. Uh, that's, that's, you know, it's, it's a big transition. Coming even when I, you know, when I got out of the military, retired in 2009, leaving Fort Bragg and coming back up to here, I, that's that's the only thing I knew my entire adult life was uh, the military, and then coming back up to Middleborough, Mass, living, you know, seeing cows walking around. And stuff, yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I I I know that the military is doing a little bit more now with their transitional assistance. They're doing better. Yeah, yeah. They're they're, doing they're not not waiting till a week. Before you get out of the right. service and uh, get a bunch of suit and tie guys and girls in there talking about, you know, nothing you want to hear at that point in time. And, and our vet centers that are closer to military installations are very tied in with the military installations, uh, helping out with those. Uh, they call they used to be called tap briefings. I yes, think they still yep, are. Yeah. Uh, so they, they help out with the tap briefings. Uh, they, had, they used to be called ACAP when I was in. 
Um, so they, yeah, they, they're still they're closer to the military installations are helping out with that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and now they're reaching out even six months and in, and in, in before right. that they they've started a program. It was early termination of service. I think was the yeah. first name of it, yeah. and and it, like didn't tell anything about what it was, right. but it was matching up veterans six months before their discharge with a civilian to to get them talking and just kind of preparing that vet six months before he or she gets out of the service. You know, and it just reminded me when you said that, um, the Boston VA is, uh, I just remember this, started a program where they're connecting veterans in the community to people coming out of the military as like a mentor. I don't yes, know if you've ta- it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Dave Hank is in charge of that yeah. along with... Um, as a social worker. Uh, yeah, Leslie Hill. Yes. Le- Le- Leslie Hill is, 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 is a big proponent of that. And I think it's the people um, out in Worcester. Open space? No, not open space. Um, oh, Veterans Inc. Worcester? No, no, not not Veterans Inc. They just grabbed the uh, SSVF program mm-hmm. from Veterans Inc. Oh, okay. It, they're at Fort Devens. Uh, oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I remember it next week. Yeah, y- y- you know, yeah, three o'clock in the morning. Y- yeah, I'll call you. I'll, I'll call you. But it was uh, we got to feed a few people. That, Greg. That, yeah, that they're starting to, uh, you, you know, re- realize that that no, let's start talking early, right? And and getting everybody early. But Wolfie and I want to start the day they get in. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't want them to get thrown out, so you don't have to take care of them. Yeah, I and, and I wish. You know, the services, I think, are even better in the military now, too. I think the mental health services are better. Uh, even when I was in Afghanistan, I, I was on a quick reaction force, and we would get we would uh, uh, escort the combat stress team, uh, which was psychologists, and bring them out to the very remote fobs to wow. you know, help the guys with the combat stress that yeah. they were dealing with. You know, cause we, there was a lot going on when we were in Afghanistan. There was a yeah. lot, of, lot of remote outposts, combat operations. So we would I, I would take these uh, psychologists out there and— you know, spend some time with the guys. And you're on the stress level 24 hours a day out there? Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, at, at this point, Kevin, we, uh, we, we I want to thank you for coming on the show again. Uh, and, we, and we're just going to start to highlight a couple of upcoming events. But you mentioned you had a couple of events that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, to. I just, uh, besides my beekeeping group again, that another shameless plug for that, give us a call. Yeah. Uh, but there's the... Uh, Plymouth County Sheriff's Office is doing a uh, uh, career and resource fair. But what's important about this, it's not just a career and resource fair, but it's a Corey-friendly one. They've done them before. Yeah, yeah. so they're bringing them back. Great. Um, so we'll be the Vet Center will be there to help any veterans with that. But that's going on uh, April 24th um, at Massasoit Community College from 4 to 7. Um, so, yeah, again, April 24th from it's 4 to Monday. 7. Monday, Okay. Uh, and this is another event I just found out about last night. I haven't even talked to them about going to it, but it's a uh, um, over at Article 15 Brewery over there in Rockland. They're doing a uh, veterans beer run. It's a run and then back to the brewery with some beers and food afterwards. So that looks like a fun time. Uh, that's Saturday, April 15th. Uh, I think it starts at, uh, yeah, opening ceremony at 10 a.m. That's at the Article 15 Brewery on uh, 406 VFW Drive in Rockland. So. I'm actually going to contact them and see if we can get the vet center over there and great. You know, just kind of take part in it. And, uh, you know, get out some information. Great. Let it, let us know. We'll keep hyping it up for you. You know, we'll put it on uh, things to do, things to look forward to as we uh, highlight our events. But uh, Wolfie, we had another successful food drive last yeah, week. Yeah, too successful. Yeah. And um, what's happened is the, the desire is increasing. Of course, it's harder to get the food. So our next drive is April 13th. So Karen, Paulette, and Lisa from Marshfield, who always step up, they're unbelievable, got the Korean War vets. There's about 35 guys that meet, I think, once a week at the Marshfield Food Center, and they heard about us having trouble with food. So they're going to have um, bins all around the area of Marshfield wow. and, and especially at the senior center so you can drop off food at the Marshfield Council of Aging on Webster Street and um, they're going to get us the food for What the type food of food through. would you like Wolfie? Non-perishable Canned goods? Yeah canned yeah. goods and stuff anything that's because it's you know we'd it'd be there for a while and Maybe any, some toiletries? Yeah everything goes and, everything almost, goes. almost anything you think yeah. that you use in your daily life yeah. that 
some some of the people with food insecurity are cutting back because they have heat insecurity. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's it, it's a it's it's a that it's, snap thing just happened. They lost that, and then the snap people say uh, it's okay. It went back to the the price before COVID, except that food is four or five times more expensive. Otherwise, that's fine. Yeah. So everyone's in trouble. So the the Korean War vets in Marshfield, it was uh, Gene and Phil and Bob. Of course, Karen and Lisa are all stepped up to help out. So if there's other crews that want to do that, just get a hold of us at the radio station. But a big thanks to the Korean War vets still protecting the country. Thank you, guys that's and great. girls. Yeah, that's Is great. that amazing? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. They, they, never give up the, they never give up the spirit, Wolfie. Uh, Never give up the spirit. And then April 15th, the snow row got canceled. So we have on April 15th, we still have the spectator boat ride to watch the event. We had 75, almost 100 people sign up for the boat ride. So come down with your families and all the crew and the grandkids and stuff. It'll be nice weather in April. Nicer. Nicer. I don't know. I like it rough. And you can you can yell at me and I, I can't fight back because I'm rocks. How about beers? BB gun. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm throwing beer. I'll be there. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get everybody the there. Somebody's got to catch it. Catch yeah, it exactly. Yeah. A- exactly. So we want everyone down at Hull on uh, April 15th around 1030 at the very end of Hull, across from the high school, with Greg referees. Yeah. So if you hear somebody yell, the guy's blind, you need glasses. Get off spray. of the boat. Get out of that boat. <laughs> get get out of there. Don't block the boat. But uh, also, Wolfie, we've got... Um, um, uh, some some shortages coming up with with our food drive. So, yeah. you know, we really would we, we don't ask for us, but we're asking for other people right now, yeah. folks. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever you might have, you get a you know you get an extra couple of cans of, of, cans of soup or, yeah. or whatever you might have. You can it's, drop that that kind of thing in the lobby of, of you know what we got to put a plastic bin here in the lobby of uh, ATD and MEX, but we need the commercial crews to come in and say, like, every Tuesday we can come pick up whatever's left over or the overage. We need that commercial and, crowd. And if you have leftover food or in, or in a distribution-type situation, yeah, distribution Wolfie and I will come pick up the food. Yeah. We have a giant freezer. Yeah. you got some meats that you want to donate to us yeah. that, that we that we could use. That, uh, you know, any anything you can do, folks, we'd, we're, we're, we'd gladly, gladly appreciate it. Yeah. But... Give my number quick, 781-771-6416. Give it a call, and we'll make sure the food gets picked oh, What is it, 89edge at Comcast.net? Yeah. 89edge at Comcast.net. Kevin, thanks so much, brother, for being here. 